Hi, this is Peyton with Girls Gone Right. Today we have our host here, Rachel, and we have a very exciting topic for you today. So Rachel, what are we talking about? So today we are talking about just core values of conservatism and kind of talking about particularly women and how we get this like weird stigma of being very uptight, especially conservative women, especially when we're young. Um, Everyone thinks that we're Bible Belt, turtleneck wearing, crazy people. Um, That's just furthest from the truth. So we're going to talk about the principles and some examples of how we've been feeling lately. So yeah, I'm really excited for this. And I feel like just like getting closer to midterms, a lot of people are pulling away from the left only because it's just been so extreme. Like I feel like ever since the Biden administration took office, we've been seeing the left extremism, which like usually is so normalized, but a lot of people are just like waking up because it has been so extreme. So we are going to introduce you to what conservative conservatism actually looks like in today's day and age because it's not what everyone pictures like turtlenecks and not using social media like it's not like we have also changed with the generation so I feel like we are just going to tell you about the values and we are going to start off with individual freedom so this is definitely like it is one of my favorite things to talk about (laughs) because it is actually I think that everyone should want individual freedom, no matter what side of the aisle that you are on. It is our God-given liberties preserved against government intrusion. This includes free exercise of religion, free speech, own property, and defending our families. Like, who doesn't want that? I don't know who would hear that and be like, wow, (laughs) I am am against that. Do not sign me up for individual freedom. And I feel like (laughs) something that turns people off about individual freedom or like they – the way that the left boxes up individual freedom, they're like, ooh, bad, you don't want this, is like they tell people it's like personal responsibility, right? Like, no, that is something that a lot of left-leaning people don't want. They don't want that personal responsibility. And it comes in things like, oh, pro, pro-choice. pro And like, they make it things like that. But really, when you say that you're pro-choice, you're anti-consequence, you're anti-responsibility. It's taking away from your actual rights that you should want and fight for. And this is just like how it comes in the narrative. They want to turn you off to these things that you should actually really want and support because when you have individual freedom, you can actually go online and on social media and rant about something that you believe in. Like, obviously, for conservatives, this is so important because I do want to share my voice on social media. I want to talk to my friends about the things that I believe in and the things that I support. And I want to just not have groupthink and have everything censored. And I think that we have may have all experienced being censored on the internet. Like, individual freedom. Like I can hop on my story and tell you how I feel about Roe v. Wade and it not get censored. We should support that. And Rachel, how do you feel about individual freedom? Do we love it? (laughs) We do love it. We love individual freedom. I think what the left does is everything they do is an exercise in control. And so anything that prohibits their advancement of taking control of a situation, particularly with individual freedom, you know, if you take away someone's individual liberties, and we've seen this in other countries, it happens all all the time. Um, the same countries that, you know, many Americans today are saying, oh, well, they're doing great, or no, they're not. <laughs> um, they, they've lost a lot of these liberties, and they don't go away overnight. It's usually a very slow fade. All of a sudden, they're gone, and you wake up, and you're like, oh, crap, maybe I should have stood for something more 
Um, because one day your individual freedom, the thing that you believe in, whether you're on the right or the left, someone will disagree with you. And when they take that away from you, that's when your line in the sand is going to show. And for us conservatives, I think this line in the sand has been showing for a long time, but we're now kind of really engaging our young people and conservatives are talking about your important issues right now. Things that affect people like day to day, your freedom your ability to drive to work at an affordable price, things like that, right? Um, and when you start to cross over and get crazy and censorship, I know we talked about this before. Um, I mean, sh- my stories get censored all the time. <laughs> I share one thing and it's like at the bottom, it's like, no. And then Girls Gone Right got shadow banned. So that's fun. Yeah. And like, perfect example of like this is why we need to keep fighting and protecting individual freedom because like you give them an inch and they will take a mile so if you're like okay great like we just will censor that like it's fine like twitter putting trump in or yeah twitter putting our president in twitter jail like you give them a little bit and like that is just clearly clearly wrong but it's it is a private business but like we should recognize that as wrong and i think that elon taking over twitter has been such a saving grace for our individual freedom because now we can go on social media and know that we're not going to get censored we know that we can put our beliefs somewhere and that has to be recognized whether you are a fan it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on yeah. if you are far left far right like that you don't is have to amazing like what we're said you do yeah, not you don't have, have to like, what like what and I'm sure the people on the left, the left are going to go on Twitter or any social media as they normally do and say things that we don't agree with. And that's completely fine by me. If you go and speak your mind on social media or anywhere, any like truly, if you go speak your mind, and even if I don't agree with it, that's completely fine because I do love individual freedom. And like, I am so for everyone speaking their mind. It doesn't have to be what I'm saying. I don't want you to just be like group think. But if you have a different opinion, I want people to use their rights and go out and speak whatever they want to. If they, it's, it's an amazing thing. So I think that Agree to disagree is a huge thing. And I think I say that. I think I did that yesterday. I went on a huge rant on my stories. I was just like, hey, guys, you want to know what's important coming up in midterms? Let's go. And I said, here you go. But one last kind of example of individual freedom and just kind of that being really violated. I mean, look to the vaccine mandates and the requirements and now what's happening with that. A lot of discrimination that we went through. I mean, I couldn't go to concerts. I couldn't see my friends. And look, You could acknowledge that the beginning of COVID, people were dying. It was a really difficult and hard time. But it comes out now, and we knew, we suspected this much earlier. Evidence dictates that the lockdowns didn't work, the masks didn't work, the shot obviously doesn't work, and now it's causing a lot of issues, but they've made bank. And so they're not going to, they're not going to, you know, we're never going to get the justification that we wanted. The accountability and medical freedom matters. Your freedom matters. What you want to put in your body, what you want to eat, how you want to speak, where you want to go. Like those are things that no one should be able to tell you what to do. So. Yeah, exactly. And another thing that just like also ties into it um, is limited government. And I think that this is also super important. We've seen so many examples of this 
this year. And so limited, limited government, we believe there should be a good balance between the people and the government. The government serves the people, not vice versa. And I feel like that last sentence is so crucial. And that is something that really should define the way a government works. We should really always go back to that before making a decision when we're in something deep, when we're in hot water like Roe v. Wade, we need to really reflect back on that last sentence because the government truly does serve you. You should not be serving them. You should not like so Roe v. Wade obviously was overturned and now it is left up to the state to identify how they want their abortion laws to work going forward. And I think this is really important because if if things are done at a local level, people can use their voices and you can actually change those laws a lot easier. So it gives people a lot more freedom and it gives the state a lot more freedom. We should have things done locally. And also we don't need the government act. The big government does not need to be dictating every little thing that we do. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, I think, I mean, you know, it's always been the discussion of, you know, Democrats, larger government conservatives, Republicans, smaller government. It's what you learned in school. It still holds true today. It's just the thing is to (sighs) Democrats and Republicans used to just disagree on how to get to the same place, right? So we used to really just disagree on the avenue to get to a safe, productive, functioning society. That is not the case anymore. The Democrats have taken and molded their party into something that is basically unrecognizable. In a lot of ways, they're not open to having conversations. We're not working together in our government as a whole in general. Republicans and and, um, Democrats, we're not talking. We're not getting anything done. It's very difficult to get anything through with, um, you know, through Congress. It's really a mess. But limited government local local is so 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 important and people don't pay attention enough to it they pay attention to national politics and i can be guilty of this too i love to stay in the loop on national politics but it's exceptionally important that you pay attention to your local politics because like you said that's how you make change um but just looking at the scope of the land today with the government it they are overreaching in many many different ways but one one thing that just you elect your government and they serve you not not the other way around, right? They're forgetting that. And people right now, particularly friends, et cetera, they're not paying attention. They're not informed. They're not voting. But they share the little stuff on Instagram, those fun little graphics that everyone's sharing. Um, they're trendy. It's like, great, I've posted a buzzword and that's it. And it bugs me. I don't know about you, but, you know, when I'm on Instagram and I'm scrolling through and I see people that I know don't vote and I know they don't pay attention and I know that they only vote for president and that's it. Um, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's such a shame because like people are like, oh, we we want freedom and like we want to make all these changes and they don't actually want to just do the work to exercise your right to vote question mark. I don't know why you don't want to, I don't know why you don't want to use that freedom that we have in a country like where other countries just don't get to vote. Like we could be like communistic China and that's just too bad. Like it is what it is, but like we live in a country, we true, this is truly the most free country in the world. And if you do not see that, if you don't want to exercise these rights, 
and like get the things that you want. Like if you want to see the change, go out there and vote, go out there and advocate it, go out and understand what's actually happening locally. And I think that local politics is really important because big gov does not understand things that are going on. Like they don't have their ear to the ground. They go, they travel to like, they hear from big politicians. They go to major blue cities to identify the issues, but they don't hear every single issue that's going on in every single state. Obviously, like that's just, that's the, they don't have the capacity to actually do the groundwork that we need to do when things are done at a state level. They're forgetting who they're representing um, state to state as well. I mean, and also look guys, people aren't moving to San Francisco or LA. (laughs) They're leaving San Francisco or LA. Um, High crime cities, look at what's blue, look at what's functioning, look at what's not. Um, Your government needs to do better and we have to do, we have to vote for better. We need to put better in place. Find the candidate that you support and support them. Um, Go, call, make calls for them, offer to sign letters. I mean, I did that the other day. We were sitting in a meeting for um, the Young Republicans here in Charlotte, and we were writing letters and helping candidates get get their stuff done because they work around the clock to serve us and to create a better – create something better than what they're – they're over it. This is so – Vote, get involved, pay attention to your government, pay attention to your officials, um, and get excited about it because voting right now seems to be something that's trendy. Um, Everyone seems to want to say, oh, I voted. But did you know what you voted for? Did you just select the candidates of your party? Do you understand what they represent or did you learn what they were actually trying to push? Because I firmly believe that if anyone fully understood just – that all of the conspiracy theories that are no longer conspiracy theories were true, I don't think they would support that candidate. And we're seeing that in the polls this year. So I'm super excited to see how midterms go. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see how they go. Um, <laughs> as of right now, obviously, it's not looking good for the left, but this is just – it's because of all these issues that we have seen throughout this year and the course of – another administration taking over and it is just like i think if there there is a red wave happening then it's a true sign that people are wanting something different and what is happening right now isn't working for everyone um so it'll definitely be very telling um and virtue signaling is not making anyone's life cheaper so yeah (laughs) um, Yeah. maybe they should do something real instead of yeah and i I think that's what really signal (laughs) yeah um, another thing that has just been all of these have all of these values have just been super relevant, especially this year. And it's funny because when a lot of these things are taken away from you, then you notice it. So I think that oh, yeah. that's that's the trend here is that all of these values you're seeing like, oh, like that's so funny because it seems relevant because it was taken away from us. So like I now know how important it is because I didn't have that and like the government's taking advantage of me. So just notice this trend as we're going along these values. Um, one of them is the rule of law. Um, so this is a government of laws uh, of laws and not of men. Um, and the rule of law is our foundation to maintain ordered liberty in a civilized society. Public and private virtues should be encouraged and justice must be administered equally and impartially. And I feel like this is so important because we have already seen this with Donald Trump's uh, raid. Obviously, he was not treated fair or equally. People just have it out for big, bad, orange man. And you don't have to like what he says, obviously, of course, but you do have to respect that he was a president. He's still a person with rights. And he was taken advantage of. They raided his home in Mar-a-Lago and 
obviously like that was just like a huge thing going on, right? People were comparing it like, oh, that's so funny that Hillary Clinton deleted thousands of emails and and also Hunter Biden, like all of these things get treated differently. But when it's someone, if it's something that someone on the left doesn't like, like they're a threat like Trump, um, then we're just going to take full advantage of him and any rule of law goes out the window. They raided his home and they have tried to impeach him. I don't even know how many times. Do you remember? Yeah. I can't, I lost track. They have tried to impeach him. They have tried to find something on this man. How many? I, they they can't find anything. They can't do it. Yeah. If it if because I and promise he hasn't been impeached. They've tried to plant it. They've tried to make fabricate it. They've tried to make it up. And look, if it was there, they would have found it because I promise it wasn't for lack of looking. Yeah. They are really looking to try and put this man away. But Trump didn't do anything wrong. He really was an advocate of the people. And it's interesting because not too long ago, they loved him when he was a celebrity, but that's a whole different story. But the FBI raid of Mar-a-Lago, they went in and they raid, they, in, they like tore apart his son's room. Yeah. And then there's Hunter Biden. <laughs> Which we literally actually have <laughs> physical proof. Of, they of had that during the, the election. Room. They had that during the election and they, they suppressed that story. Yes. And this just kind of goes to show, you know, we have, and I'm not just talking about mainstream media suppress that story. Tech giants did. And so you can claim that Twitter privately owned company. And technically they are. But is the rule of law caught up to what's happening in the world today? Because there were always laws that protected to, you know, what's your influence? And social media giants, they have great influence. Yeah. They have an ability to tailor exactly what you're seeing. I can't tell you how long I had to train my algorithm to realize I was a conservative. Yeah. <laughs> it and, took a long time. <laughs> yeah. And especially Twitter, if it's just if it's just one-sided. And also like with the whole Hunter Biden thing, like that is something that should have been recognized and dealt with in a lawfully way, not just thrown away because he is a part of the Biden family. That is just, it's so ridiculous that everything that they actually have physical proof and they just threw it away because you know what, we're not going to do it because he's associated with the Biden family. However, they had no physical proof of uh, Trump being associated with anything. However, they still pursued him. So they had no proof of anything. Hence, nothing has happened to him. No repercussions because no. If, if they wanted, if they wanted him in jail, which they do, they want him impeached. And which if they, they found do, anything, I promise you'd be there. But they can't if, find anything. So. Nancy Pelosi would have him impeached yesterday, but they oh have no actual proof to get that done. So, so it's true. just so funny. It's it's we're seeing two two figures out here. We're seeing Trump who is being sought after by every single Democrat that is extreme. And then we have Biden, who already has evidence to just throw that man in jail. And guess what? Nothing. So it's just Nothing that happens. is the rule of law. And just, yeah. yeah, rule of law for sure there. And also just a huge breach of, of security and impartiality and making sure everything is equal. I mean, they leaked in advance the decision – or the you know the leaked decision to overturn Roe v. Wade that was leaked in advance. That's never happened, and that shouldn't happen. It's the Supreme Court, um, yeah, and there needs to happen. be respect of the Supreme Court and what it stands for and what what it's supposed to do. It's a check. Our entire government system is supposed to be based on checks and balances, so that no one party has too much power. 
Yeah. And what we're seeing now is just blurring of those lines and disregard for what the institutions and what the founding fathers had put in place to, and they did this because they thought this would happen. Um, and so far, I mean, have we really come this far to only come this far? Like, I think not. So I'm really looking forward to midterms where people, hopefully we've get, we get some more people up in here that are respectful of that yeah. rule of law and want to function within it, not outside of it. So yeah. Red wave, baby. And I'm another, <laughs> another one of my, one of my personal favorites, uh, I guess you would call this an event, but it feels like satire. Um, so the value is peace through strength. Um, so the federal government is responsible for providing the common defense of our country through protecting our homeland and interests abroad. And I think that just like one of the funniest mm. things that are, it's, it's not funny. It's funny that he actually went through with it and it is DeSantis shuttling people throughout God. the United States. And I think that this I love was him. Like, it was such a good plot twist in the way that he made the left eat their cake. Like, this is what they want. Well, You're going to eat eat the cake, too. So what's so ironic about the outrage with Ron DeSantis, uh, particularly when he sent, like, one bus, I think. It was, like, one busload of illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard, which they had removed within... Less than 24 hours. It was, like, so fast. But my point is you know they he only did during the daylight what the Biden administration has been doing since forever they've been shuttling these illegal immigrants to conservative cities yeah. the border towns are hurting the border states are hurting because we won't secure our southern border yeah. um and so it's the federal government's responsibility to provide that common defense to protect the homeland in our interest right yeah it's actually well, like securing our country <laughs> and they won't help so now you have governors that are i mean she's not governor yet but carrie lake is yeah. she she is campaigning on this and she is winning because people you know martha's vineyard what was their excuse they said that they didn't have the resources they didn't have the capacity in Martha's And I'm Vineyard. pretty sure Obama's um, house could uh, suit the 50 immigrants. Yeah, they don't want to just open funny. their doors and let them inside. Um, you know, so they didn't have the capacity. And I'm like, okay, so do you think that the border cities and the border states and that they have the capacity, these towns that are getting raided and pillaged basically all the time and these people yeah. who are having their cars broken into? And yes, of course, they're, they're, they're ready for it, of course. Um, yeah. No, secure the border. And so it's interesting because you walk around and you see all those little signs in the yard that's like uh, what it's all the buzzwords lgbt yeah lg i'm um, just pro absolutely anything that is well, it's specifically to the illegal immigrants yes. oh yeah just come come do it all and it's like you know but when you sent when we sent them to you you said just actually no i don't like that and you know what it's because we have to secure our border it is not you cannot just walk into any country you want. I, I'm sorry. You have to provide documentation. Yeah. And look, there has to be a legal way of seeking about it. asylum. If there is something going, you know, okay, okay, go through the legal channels for that. Um, and is an immigrant is immigration a complicated subject? Of course it is. It's multifaceted. People are coming from a lot of different backgrounds. But notice the common thread. They want to come here because here provides a better life. Something that so many people 
you know, here don't recognize. And we're not knocking on Canada's doors. We're not knocking on. No, you can't just walk over. You have to show your passport or look, my parents, I come from immigrants. (laughs) They immigrated here in 69. Uh, My grandparents came to America. They thought it would be a better life. And look, I mean, my parents, my dad, I wouldn't be here if they hadn't chosen to to immigrate here. I'm eternally grateful, but they did it legally and they used the legal channels and that's important. Yeah. It's essential. I think that it's like one of the things that we can notice when this happened is it shed a lot of light on the issue that's actually going on. And it doesn't matter if you're left or right, but we do have a border problem. And I think that you can see this because a lot of the border states are red states. And it's because the people that are living in that state are are suffering. They're paying the consequences of of having the immigrants there coming over or coming coming through that border illegally. And all of the states like in Martha's Vineyard, all of that area, they're all blue states because they don't face these issues. They don't see them. It's so easy to say that you can support it because you don't see it. And they don't, it's not in their everyday life. Their lives are not affected by the border. But when you live in states like Arizona, Florida, your lives are affected by how secure the border is or how secure, like it it does affect their lives. So I think that it's just, it was very telling. I'm hoping that maybe it opened their eyes because literally they got to see like, yes, we do have a serious problem. And Ron DeSantis like had like, yes, I think that it was just more of just like, uh, he wanted to get his point across type thing. He did. He did. did, And they talked about it. And they also, you know, they, they pointed the finger at their own hypocrisy. They don't understand. I mean, look, Texas is hurting. Governor Abbott was asking for assistance and DeSantis, you know, said, okay, look, the federal government isn't going to help you. I'm going to help you. And so, you know, he kind of chimes in and what they're doing and they're, you know, and by they, I mean the left, what they're doing is they're shuttling and flying these people in the middle of the night. And Ron DeSantis does one one time in the daylight <laughs> hours to Martha's Vineyard. And they have a complete conniption fit. Talking about how it's inhumane. Yes, I'm sure that the bus that they rode on to get here was inhumane. Like, no, it wasn't. They were just, I mean, and I think that in the videos, they interviewed people on the ground there. It was very interesting. I'll say that um, to watch. But, you know. On the same interest of peace through strength, right? Federal government's being responsible for providing the common defense and, you know, just protecting our interests abroad. I think the most Afghanistan, I'll say one word, Afghanistan, um, that withdrawal was horrendous. And I think they hoped people would forget about this. They want people to forget. And I distinctly remember, I don't know about you, but I actually sent a Snapchat to a few friends way back when Biden was first elected, because I think he went like 40 or 50 days without doing a single press conference when he was first elected. And I just remember it was, I think it was Putin who was trying to challenge him to do some sort of debate. And I died laughing because he wouldn't do it. And when I'm laughing, you know, I have to find comedic relief through all this. Um, But, you know, they are our enemies are emboldened by our weaknesses. And so, you know, not too long after that occurred, what happened? We have Afghanistan. And now we're looking at the Afghanistan withdrawal speaks for itself. We left billions of dollars worth of equipment. Um, we removed our military before getting our people out. 
it's a whole mess. And they knew that. But now cut to what's happening in Russia. Um, you know, Putin was emboldened by seeing America as a decrepit old man who has no business being president of the United States. He can't even remember his own name. He can't remember the position he's in. Um, he's interview after interview and press conference after press conference where he makes no sense. So we're not really perpetuating any semblance of strength right now. Yeah. So, and, and I think another big issue that we saw this year was fiscal responsibility, not, not being protected. Uh, government refuses to live within their means and it's obviously not being lived within our means when we are paying off everyone's student debt and we don't have the money for our own debt. We are in so deep <laughs> as far as fiscal responsibility goes. And, you know, America can't be a powerhouse unless America is a powerhouse. Um, and we have not been a powerhouse uh, since, you know, this has been going on. I mean, Biden took office and immediately saw to that. Um, yeah. Student loan forgiveness. Let's chat about that. Um, you know, on paper... When you're talking to young people who are looking facing student loan debt, yeah, sure. I would love to not have student loans. Um, but, you know, I chose to go to college and I chose to get a degree and I don't regret that. But at the same time, you know, looking back now at my life, I think some, I think there's too much emphasis put on college to begin yeah. with. But that's a whole separate issue. I, I made a decision. I made a personal decision to go to college. And so if I have student loans, which I have a little bit, um, it's my responsibility to pay them back. <laughs> it is my job. Um, it is not the guys who, you know, okay, so I grew up in Louisiana, right? A ton of guys I went to school with, when they graduated high school with me, instead of going to school, they either, they, they did a trade, they work in oil and gas, and those are some of the most hardworking people around. I, I mean, they work their butts off for what they have, and they do really well. Plumbers, electricians, trade yeah. schools, I mean, those aren't pushed enough, and we have shortages of those, but yeah. um, why are they responsible for paying everyone's debt. And, you know, to the people who say that that's not how it works, I don't know if you think money grows on trees. No, Someone's we just, paying we for it. it. We just print more. And then what happens is everything, you know, your milk that's already way too expensive goes up another couple bucks. No, we'll just like, well, woe is me. I don't know what happened. And I'm like, well, let me tell you what happened. We continued to send money to Ukraine yeah. and now we want to pay everybody. I'm like, we are not, I think you said it. I think you, didn't you say like something about, What'd you say? Some you called somebody a sugar daddy. It's like, oh uh, yes, the the people that yeah, went yeah. off of their government because now you're eating government cheese, milk, government <laughs> meat, quote unquote. It's not real meat, and you want to know why we're going to be eating this stuff? It's because no one's going to be able to afford actual food. We are going to be so in the hole. I don't think that these people are realizing you can't just print money. That is that is the answer to the people that think that we can just pay off all the debt and boom. Like I went to college for four years and I didn't have to pay it. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I got my my gender studies degree. Like, okay, that is so cool. And it's just, it blows my mind. These people are just getting their degree in gender studies and they can't pay it off and they just expect a handout and they think that wiping their student debt is fair. And sure, it sounds great and, and on paper, like, cool. Like I don't have to pay off this these thousands and thousands of dollars of debt. 
but someone is paying it. It's not like you're not paying it. Like, oh, it's just gone and it's deleted from the system. Someone will be paying that debt and it's going to be all of us and it's going to be on our taxes. And like, I'm not one to just like hate on on college, on education, because I do think that there is importance to it. And I do, I did value my time that I spent in college. Oh, definitely. And like, I actually, I love to learn. I think it's such a great thing, but I don't think that it's needed. And in, in my current job, you don't even need a degree. And there's like a lot of jobs that are going this way too. It's like, so I guess like the narrative has changed in the sense that your parents told you that you always needed a college degree for all these jobs. They're going to ask for your degree. But in 2022, this is just not the case anymore. There are a there are a big handful of jobs that are just not asking for degrees. They want experience. And also there are different fields that you can go into, like the the blue collar. Like we do need these jobs to be filled and you don't need a degree for them. So you don't, it's not gun to your head. You have to go to college or else. I think a lot of people are just doing it because they don't know what else to do. And I think that falls yeah. back on just like a whole nother thing. Certainly. And two, you know, like I think we always, I'm, I'm guilty of this. I always say like, oh, you know, just because you decided to get your gender studies degree, which a lot of people do do, but at the same time, like, my degree, I, I saw a lot of value in it and I really enjoyed my time in college. But, you know, a lot of these degrees, it's interesting because the world has told you that you need a college degree. But then what does your degree, how does your degree serve you? And it's, you know, if you're picking a picking a degree because you think it's interesting, that's great. But what job are you going to get with your degree? And I think that's what you need people need to start thinking about that more. It's This isn't just about what you're interested in. It's what you want to be doing with the rest of your life. And, you know, if you choose a degree that doesn't have a tremendous job market, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. But what happens is because the world told you that you have a degree, I find that leftists get pretty outdone when they check off all their little boxes. You know, oh, I did this and I went to college and I did this and I graduated and now I'm sitting on a mountain of student debt and I can't find a job. And then they're relying on the government for assistance or something like that, you know, and just that's an example situation. But the thing is the world doesn't owe you anything. You have to take that into your own hands and be your own fiscal response. You know, you are responsible for your own fiscal life, just as supposedly the government is responsible for ours. So we'll see how that goes. Exactly. Um, and another one that also affects all of us is free markets. Free markets and free trade agreements allow for innovation, improvement, and economic expansion at risk takers, entrepreneurs, and business owners are given the liberty to pursue the American dream and create more jobs and upward mobility for more people. And I think that we see this so much in today's day and age, especially using social media. We have people doing MLM and they are always, I see these people that I follow and uh, they do like the MLM, they sell their hair shampoo or whatever it is that they're selling, but they always preach like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I have this business because it gives me the freedom to do what I want. I get, I get get to live my life the way I want to because I work for myself. Like you have this liberty when you start your own business and you get to work for yourself. And like we see it all the time. Like there are so many people that preach on how starting their own business has changed their their life, not only like fiscally, but like they just have this freedom and it is so yeah. empowering. More time to so spend with their when families, we, kids, et cetera. Yes. Yeah. They choose. You. There's so many business. There's are, there's so many benefits to their business. And another one that Rachel brought up is influencers. Influencers. I think, 
it's interesting, right? I, it's interesting that they don't understand the hypocrisy of the benefits that they receive from the ability to function in a free market and just be able – I mean, think about how many new businesses are sending them packages and sending them codes to get deals or things like that and just the way that our country works, right? It allows yeah. for that. And they don't under, I mean, how do you continually vote in? And we're making the assumption that people are voting blue, which is not the case for all people. Um, but just for the sake of argument, you know, we're making the assumption that they're voting blue, but <laughs> do those policies help or hurt them? And think about they would hurt them. And people are able to start their own businesses because of the benefits that we have in this country and because people feel confident enough and safe enough to pursue that quintessential American dream that looks different for every person because every person has different needs and wants. You know, some people want to climb the corporate ladder. Some people want to start their own business and work for themselves. Some people want to have a little boutique. Some people just want to kind of, you know, start that online platform and see where it goes on the side of and they're also their other job. You know, whatever the story is or whatever their journey is, the reason you're allowed to do that is because you live in a country that makes that possible. And China government controls every aspect of every business and every <laughs> everything in China, you know, and that's just a complete opposite example, but there are plenty of other, other examples where government really controls more aspects of their business than what it does here. I mean, and look yeah. at look at government run business. Do you enjoy going to the DMV? Like, does anyone enjoy <laughs> going to the DMV? Because they run that, you know. Like, let's yeah. Yeah, USPS is literally a nightmare. <laughs> literally a nightmare. They couldn't even figure out how to deliver packages or like the Christmas during COVID because they're they're understaffed. They're like, how how do we deal with this? All all these people are at home online shopping. It's just they don't handle things things well. So it is yeah. just. It's 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 super important, and all of these values are important. And I think the the last value is human dignity, and I think that this is where a lot of us differentiate on like how we feel about it. Um, so basically, human dignity is because all men are created equal, and in the image of God, every human life has dignity and value and every person should be measured only by the content of their character. And so basically, where this comes into play is protecting unborn babies. Um, and this is just something that I think a lot of us feel like we we disagree on. A lot of us disagree on like how we should value life, I guess, and like what life is. And I think this is why it comes like why it is such a controversial topic. Yeah, um, I mean, and human dignity. <laughs> no, you're good. It's just unborn children. They're babies. They're not clumps of tissue. And I think they are human from the moment that they're conceived because think about we protect turtle eggs on beaches. <laughs> so you, yeah. are they turtles yet? If they haven't hatched, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do we want to argue that? Um, no. And they can't fight for themselves. Um, 
you know, so protecting unborn babies, their human, human dignity. And that stands for, you know, to, from the time you're born to the time you die. You have a right as an elderly person to be cared for. That's why when people are in an old folks home and they are mistreated, we sue. Um, you know, yeah, you're, you're, exactly. you're outraged because they have, they have, because they are human, not because of any of the actions of their life, right? positive or negative, anything that they've done in their life, that doesn't matter. You have a right to human dignity and to be treated like a person and that you have value and, you know, et cetera. Right now that's assuming that you're playing by all the rules. I mean, you know, not by playing by the rules, but I'm thinking of, you know, the serial killer in jail. I mean, do I necessarily want them to be like living their best lives? Not necessarily, but you have a right to still be treated as a human and with dignity. And you can do that within the the realm, you know, whatever jail cell I hope that you sit in for the rest of your life. But yeah. um, And and again, I don't think that this, like, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you want for that like I know that when we we talk about this value, it hits home because a lot of people are just have differentiating value or diff. We have different opinions on pro choice, pro life, sure. abortion, whatever it is. But I think that it's something that we can all agree on, and where we can find common ground is that we should value life. And I think that life is being devalued, and it doesn't just show in in abortion debates. It shows when we are like literally butchering our children that are nine years old and think that they want to become a different gender. I think it shows in that because oh, no yeah. one's standing up for the value of life. We think that is just hormone blockers. So fluid. Yeah. It's so fluid. It doesn't matter. We can be what we want. We can call ourselves whatever we want. I can, I can go by Zers and change my pronouns and just be whatever I want because it's, you know, yeah. it's so fluid. I don't think that we really take to heart how, like that, like our, our life, there's just no value to it. it. I mean, I'm in the sense that there's no monetary, like life is so beautiful and it's, it's not this tangible thing. It's like, we can't just like morph like Plato. It is so beautiful and it is so important to protect the, our, our right to life, our right to protect human life. And I think that that's yeah. conservative are not just standing up to protect the unborn babies. We're standing up to protect absolutely everyone. Yeah. I don't care if you're a liberal. I am protecting your life absolutely. It doesn't matter what your values mm-hmm. are, what you stand for. I want. I am here to protect ab- absolutely everyone's life. Well, yeah. And I think that that is something that we can all get behind, whether it doesn't matter if you're pro-choice, pro-life. We can get behind just protecting I, life. But I think it needs to start. That conversation has to start by valuing I life. I would hope so. And I completely agree. And just on the same note, too, I know we talked about babies and elderly people, but this goes for children, um, foster children, et cetera. You know, you can recognize that those institutions seriously need an overhaul. Um, and I think, too, when the cons- when we conservatives, we talk about, you know, protecting the right to life and protecting unborn children, we need to also look past just that. And you can stand for that and also recognize that there needs to seriously be um, – some, you know, corrections as far as making sure that the children that are currently in the foster system or currently up for adoption, that they're getting the care that they need also, because they are also humans and deserve dignity and care and love and affection and those things as well. But additionally to, you know, this started small and I think just the devalue the devaluing of life in general, it started small. And now this stuff, it's in TV shows. It's 
it's everywhere. It's just an inundation of, of all of it. And two, mental health is a huge thing that goes to protecting human beings. I think it's something that's completely overlooked in this country. And we have to get back to focusing on getting everyone back on the same page. But you can't necessarily correct mental health if you're telling people that whatever strange reality they're living in is true and real. You have to have yep. a truth and there has to be some, there is such, such thing as standing in truth or standing in complete fantasy land and gender affirming care or th- there's no such thing as a therapist who should affirm anything that you say. <laughs> um, they are yeah. there to listen and provide gentle guidance and to help you kind of uncover what's going on with yourself. Um, you know, people that are it's, but it's everywhere. But this started small. It started years ago. And now we're in this place where everyone just kind of gets to stand up and say whatever it is that they want. And where's the line drawn? You know, what's the line in the sand? And for me, you know, huge win was Roe v. Wade and over the overturn of Roe v. Wade and protecting human life. But human dignity is a huge thing, but for everyone, not just for the people who agree with me. And that could be said for political violence, which you know, that's a whole separate topic, but we could go on and on, I think with these things, but those are the seven. Yeah. I feel, yeah. And I feel like, I think that it was just, we saw all of these come into play this year. Like we actually saw why we needed these to, to be like practiced. Um, so it doesn't matter where you stand. I think that we can all agree that these are all important. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle that you are on. I think in some on some spectrum that these should matter to you and we should be protecting these. And I really hope that um, we're, we're going to get this podcast out before midterm. So I really hope that maybe listening to this may affect how you vote because it's going to open your eyes to things that like, okay, yeah, that did happen. And that kind of does make sense why we yeah. need these. So going into midterms, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you are on. Just make sure that you go into the polls informed. That is all yeah, I'm asking. Vote Please your don't conscience. just vote because you see Democrat. Please don't just vote because you're like, oh, okay, I know that I've heard of that. Vote, like actually just go into the polls a little informed, do a little yeah. research, know why you're voting for someone. Um, and I think that that's just the most that we can ask for this election Agreed. is know why you're voting for someone and yeah, make sure at least go out there and vote. Practice your right to vote, but be an informed voter because both are very, very important. And, and also remember yeah. that, you know, these are the seven core principles and we talked about some stuff that matters to us. But, you know, does the left have principles that they adhere to? I can't tell. Um, but my point is you don't have to agree with every single point or every single element that we discussed today. You know, vote the one that mo- that makes the most sense for your life. And a lot of these principles, they'll protect your interests because, look, limited government, you, you don't like certain things, great. You can vote to change them. Um, you vote in your own officials, individual freedom, free markets, human dignity. Like, those things can mean different things to you. But Vote the one that most aligns with what you stand for and vote your conscience. Please be informed because I don't know where the left's principles are these days. So at least we have values. Exactly. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening to Girls Gone Right. And we will catch you after the red wave. Bye, guys.